Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some crazy analysis. Okay, uh, Brendan, what did you think? Can you about introduce them? yourself first? What? You didn't. You didn't. We we didn't, we just took a minute. You didn't introduce yourself or anything. Oh, I was so excited that like I okay. Hey guys, I'm Marta. Anyway, okay. <laughs> My name is Brendan. Welcome back, everybody. What did you think about them throwing us slam back into this two-on-one date? Like, I honestly, I kind of forgot where I was when they when they ended last week. And then they just throw me back into the date, pick right back up. And I'm like, I don't have any time to, like, get settled in, you know, get the buildup again of the drama. They're just like, okay, so anyway. My thought was... They were building up all week to this two-on-one, and it kind of sucked. Okay. That's my second thought. Didn't really feel like there was a resolution. No. After, I mean, there was a resolution, but it was just like, okay, that's it. It was the lamest, like, fizzle out ever. Yeah. Well, as as Ernie mentioned, we come right back to the two-on-one uh, with Genevieve and Shanae and Clayton. The three of them are sitting on a well-placed couch in the middle of Niagara Falls Park. Right. There's some some bread and cheese set up. They're drinking some wine or champagne. Uh, Clayton <laughs> decides that he, he lets us know that this needs to be taken. This needs to be finished. And he pulls Genevieve aside. Genevieve says, this week has been tough. Being vulnerable is not easy for me, but I'm really trying. My feelings are growing every day. She apologizes for being distant and tells Clayton that she's all in and here to find love. Then he, Genevieve. Then he goes, Genevieve. And like having to apologize for anything. Like here's how I felt when I was watching this scene. It was kind of like Genevieve was like, I don't know why you chose me of all people to be on this two-on-one with Shanae. But if in the case there are any of the reasons that I need to apologize, let me just do the broad strokes. Let me just also apologize for maybe not being vulnerable, maybe not letting letting you in. I don't know. Let me just apologize for being myself and cover all my bases. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Because like I said last week, I was wondering why he picked Genevieve. I know she had some beef with her publicly, like within that space. But, I mean, come on. I feel like anybody could have been picked. But it was weird that it was Genevieve. Yeah, it was definitely, like, there wasn't a specific person that was, like, heavily linked to the drama left anymore. So they picked the person that was, like, the closest. And that was not exciting. The Sierra one even would have made this more interesting. Yeah. Sierra... Like you said, Elizabeth would have been ideal. I just can't believe that Shanae's plan week to week worked so successfully that there wasn't anybody else left. Yeah. Man, props props to her though. Props to her. But um, but yeah, so she sits and she apologizes for everything under the sun. And obviously Matt, or not not Matt. Um, Clayton who 
is embodied by the spirit of Matt James and with everything that someone tells him his thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. So Clayton Genevieve goes back. Now Shanae is talking to him. Uh, Clayton asks her how things are going since she apologized. And then she just turns right into bashing Genevieve like she does everyone else. She says she's two-faced, gives off an actress vibe. And then last night she overheard her saying she wants to go home and that she wanted to pack her bags and that she was surprised that she was even here. I can't handle the fact that she busted that out and was like, mm, she's, I don't trust her. You know, she makes me uncomfortable. Like it's, she goes to these, these lines yeah, and the way that she, and then she tears up and Clayton's like, Oh man. Okay. That's a bummer. So then Shanae keeps going, talks about how hard it's been being single for five years. Then she starts crying. Then she starts crying again while she's talking about this. And then we cut to the, uh, the ITM where she's excited once again that she cried in front of him. She roots her roots her own tears on. Yeah. Like she's like, I gotta cry, I gotta cry. Yes, I cried. Let's go through with it. Like that's what's entertaining, I will say, about Shanae. That's what makes her entertaining. I used to hate her at first. I was like, whoa, okay, she she's making me really upset. But Shanae, Shanae was my bad for that verb. Shanae was um not um, okay, so Matt James's girls were legit evil. Like, they were mean. That was a mean girls club. They gave me, like, bad vibes. You know, bad vibes of every, like, terrible girl that I've dealt with. High school, elementary school, everything. Those girls were bad vibes. Shanae is just so much of a loose cannon that it's like she could be your friend. And if it is your friend, then you're like, dang, girl, calm down. But then if that girl is not your friend, you're like, whoa, okay. Like, it's like a fire hydrant. Like, what do you, like, get off me. What do you, what, what's wrong with you? Get out of my life. Get, like, stay over there. She's either or. Like, and I thought about this and I was like, if Shanae was my friend, <laughs> she would be legit entertaining. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I would always come up behind her and be like, I'm sorry. Like, my friend is crazy. I'm going to talk to her. You know, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> but I feel like secretly she needs a good time. <laughs> she's not. I know. I know. She would ruin my life. She would ruin everyone's life. She's insane. But there's no. something about her that I'm like, okay. I think that's like I said, I honestly was thinking he would send Genevieve home. And Sinead would take everything. You secretly, I wanted it to happen. You thinking in one millimeter of your body that Sinead is a good time is your red flag, is your toxic trait. It's true. It's true. That's my toxic trait for sure. But I don't know. The more she went on, the more I was like, I just, we just need to hang out so I could be like, stop. Stop, friend. Stop being ridiculous. So they they head back. They head back to the couch with Genevieve. Clayton asks Genevieve, "Are you an actress, and are you lying to me?" <laughs> this Just, line, his delivery, everything about this moment 
killed me. Like, I literally, I was vacuuming 10 seconds before he asked that. I shut my vacuum off. I stood right here, right here behind my couch. I was like, what's going to happen? Poor Genevieve was like, whoa, whoa. I was like, so are you? That was my favorite part of the night. <laughs> I'm just, I, I was just like, I don't even know what's happening anymore she says uh whoa no i'm not an actress is there (laughs) any reason you asked that question because honestly that really shocked me clayton says i don't even know what to say and walks away has no explanation for his accusation that's that's like i literally i yelled at the tv i yelled at the tv i was like genevieve go home genevieve you deserve better i would just leave i'd be like this two-on-one is in it. I don't care. Like, you give me that rose, I'd be like, no. Because you just asked me if I was an actress. I gotta go. No. But his, like, his lack of an explanation for asking the very question that he faked confidence in asking was hilarious. Because when she, oh, it was so simple. All she did was turn back on him and say, why are you asking me this? You know, like, where did you get, where is this coming from? And he's like, well, I, I, I don't know, folks. Like, what? And Just then he had honest. to go, and then he had to go, like, I guess go talk to a producer and ask them what he should do. Listen. Because they don't get any more information about this actress thing. He just walks away, comes back and says, I believe you, Genevieve. I can't give you this Rose Shanae and leaves. Right. There was no, there was nothing. There was nothing where he was like, okay, you know, I talked to Shanae. This is what she said. Um, is this true? Or he could have just said, I've had an anonymous source, which would have been hilarious because there's only one other person there. But that's how I would have done it. I would have been like, an anonymous source just gave me some information. But like, he, is obviously there are two things that he obviously is obviously obvious point number one he's an idiot ding 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 obvious point number two he's just a ginormous puppet boy ding 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 I think both doors behind both doors is the truth because hey you don't just ask a question like that with no backup like he literally said I, 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 I don't know I don't even know what to do. Um, I'm going to have to step away, which you pointed out before we started recording. He steps away a lot, probably to talk to the producers, probably to see what's going on, probably to see what he should do. Mm-hmm. How many times did Homeboy step away last night? I can at least think of twice. Yeah. But seriously, you should be able to at least say, based on some comments that were made, this is what I need to know if you were being, or you, if you're an actress or not. He couldn't even give her that. It almost seemed like it was just for the promo line. Yeah. To ask the ask the question, it made it seem like Shanae was staying. Yeah. And that's all also it was. the fact that he even asked the question though is hilarious to me. Like he wasn't just like Genevieve. Can I talk to you for a second again? Is it true that you were almost wanting to leave last night? 
Were you close to leaving? But they almost, but like, that, it's like that didn't even concern him. Right. It was like he literally just read a line off of the paper. And then when she asked him a question that he was not prepared for, which was the simple, why are you asking me this? He's like, oh, I don't know. They didn't give me the rest of my lines. I'll be right back. I got to go. I got to go see what else I'm supposed to say next. Yeah, so he he comes back after talking to the producers and asking them who he's supposed to send home. But not before Shanae dives in and tells Genevieve, to be honest, I told him you wanted to go home. But like that wasn't to even honest, that wasn't was even, that seems like the actor's vibe to the this the actor's vibe comment seemed like to Shanae, it seemed like that would be the thing that would get her sent home. And it wasn't even the theme. No, she thought the actress vibe thing was just a throwaway. And about yeah. wanting to leave would be the reason he, she would be sent home. But it's like Clayton didn't even care about the thing that would have been the bigger issue. Right. Like, he wasn't... Because like, he could have just asked her, did you want to go home last night? Like, do you still want to be here? I need to know, do you still want to be here? And she could have answered that. But to be like, are you an actress? I mean, I might have done some commercials in the past. Like, she could have literally been like anything with that. Look, let's be honest with you. Actress or not, she's an incredibly beautiful woman in Los Angeles. She's probably been in a commercial or a music video. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, she could have been like, I've been in a commercial, what of it? You know, like all but those, I know what all they those meant by the actress thing, but still, like... Uh. All, all those commercials and music videos have hot women in the back that aren't actresses. They're just like, hey, you're hot and you're close. Do you want to be here tomorrow at 10 a.m.? Because our, one, of the, one of the models we underpaid decided not to show <laughs> up. But you're hot and you, and you don't work till 4, so can you be here at 10? Right. Like, she could have gone the legit route. Like, literally been like, yeah, I mean, I've tried my hand at it. You know, poor Genevieve was just so hit out of left field, though. She's like, wait, what? Why are you asking me if I'm an actress? To be fair. And I think Sinead, like you said, Sinead probably was like, okay, didn't know you were going to run with that, but all right, go for it. So, yeah, he co- he comes back. He tells Sinead that he can't give her the rose. Then him and Genevieve walk away hand in hand. Sinead sits in there in stunned silence for a while, takes some cheap shots at everybody, and then leaves. And then we get the the best scene of the show. We cut back to the hotel hangout room where all these girls are forced to hang out together. Yeah. And they see the suitcase lady come in, hesitate for a second. She thought about it. She was like, hmm. I think she was, was trying to, I think she was trying to remember which suitcase was whose. Like, that killed me when she did that. That was all, like, I don't think, I think that would have been hilarious if she was like, oh, crap, though, which one? And she, like, grabs the wrong one. I want for once somebody to grab the wrong one and then be like, oh, beep, and then roll it back. And there was like, oh, no, you know, like, that would be great. It would be like Steve Harvey announcing the wrong Miss Universe or whatever he did. What, what I would do is, what I would do is I would just be like, oh, I don't know which one's which, and, like, know that one of them is severely hated, so just grab one and wait for the girl's reaction. 
And then they're just like, what? I can't believe that. And you're just like, okay, the or other suitcase. There, or you just stand there and you like roll one forward and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, oh, or is it this? Oh. No, my thought is that she's not trying to be part of the story. She's just trying to like, I don't know which one I'm supposed to grab. So I'm just going to base it on the girl's reaction if I grab the right one. Because if they celebrate, then I grab the right one. I grab the right one? Yeah. Oh, my god. So they start immediately. And then, like, Genevieve is like, that's, where are my clothes? <laughs> she immediately starts popping. They immediately start popping bottles of champagne. We see Gabby down two bottles of champagne at the same time. That was hilarious. Gabby starts popping bottles. Sierra, uh, or not Sierra, um, Serene starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> killed me those two reactions Gabby being like yeah let's get lit and Serene just like losing it the amount of trauma that these women have gone through by just being forced to have Shanae inflicted upon them right kills me uh, but when Gabby got them battles of that man she was like yo that was a very popular gif on Twitter last night. Was that her was, was was her holding up both champagne bottles under her mouth? You know, when she did that, I will say I was like, okay, you know, I'm 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 starting to believe the Gabby for Bachelorette hype. Yeah, when she when she got both of those bottles, I was like, you know what though? Maybe she will be a good time. There's, there's a little there's a little um, Hannah B energy oh, in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Like Hannah Brown would have done something like that. Yeah, yeah, she would have done that. So, so Marlena, yeah. Marlena gives the toast, reminiscent of her roast from last week. Says, "Cheers to finally curing the herpes outbreak." Yeah. And then we head to the rose ceremony the next night. Clayton comes down the elevator. He says, "I heard a lot of singing in the elevator on the way down." That's very encouraging. <laughs> Cheers to a great night. They're like, "You heard that?" But okay, let's. Let's let's pause for a second though. You brought up a really good point though, the fact that he, without any explanation, comes back with that rose and basically is like, I can't give you this rose, um, Shanae. Uh Genevieve, like what did he say to her? Something about she helped did she help him really realize the truth? Was that the one? I that think the, so. So when he said that though, it was like that didn't match anything that happened that we saw. Because Genevieve, even though, bless her heart, um, she shouldn't have gone home compared to Shanae, she didn't do anything to help him like, realize the truth. Clayton was literally confused the entire time. Well, maybe her statements realized, like, her statements were contra... Shanae's statements about Genevieve were being contra- contradicted by Genevieve's not only statements, but her behavior. And realizing that once again, this is a situation where Shanae is telling him something that's not being reflected into the actions or words of anyone else. You would think he would be able to use discernment in the fact that this has not only happened once, twice, but three times with Shanae. And maybe this like, is just, a, I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I believe this to probably just be the straw that broke the camel's back. And she's like, okay. And he did spend some time with Nick Vile today, on on oh, his, okay. on his recap on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, that came out Monday night. Uh, Monday night, and I listened to it today for a little bit. 
basically what he said was Shanae was Shanae and his connection was being outpaced by other connections and was not allowing him to put in the time into those connections that he needed to because of how much time he was dealing with her. So his connection with her was being, so the other connections were being outpaced. The other, the other connections were. Or her, her connection was being outpaced. Right. So, so they were moving along. So the, the connections he had. He still kept her around. The connections he had with Sarah and Rachel and Teddy and probably like Susie or Gabby were mm-hmm. further along. And she was becoming such a hindrance to his ability to continue pushing forward. He's just like, I just can't, I can't have her here anymore. My favorite line, though, um, I think it was the rose ceremony. Either was the, I think it was, it was right before the rose ceremony. Because he like wakes up the next morning and he's like feeling all refreshed. He's feeling good. He's like, yeah, you know. And then he says, he says something like, what I've learned about this whole situation, though, is that I can make hard decisions. And I wanted to be like, Clayton, baby boy, what I have learned out of this whole situation is the exact opposite about you. You can't make any sort of decision. You couldn't be left up to turning the lights on or off. Like, I I, I don't know. No, you did not make that decision. You had to go ask, can I send her home now? And they were like, oh, wait, hold it out a little bit more. Ask that girl if she's an actress. <laughs> then you can sit her home. <laughs> Maybe that's why he asked the question. It was like the final the final hurdle to actually being able to get rid of her. They're like, no, 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 it's not that easy. Go ask Genevieve if she's an actress. But what? Go ask Genevieve if she's an actress. And, and that's we'll why talk. he's a puppet. Because he just yeah. does it. So he, he, asks, he says the line, and then he's like, it's like a kid being like, mom, dad, <laughs> can I have ice cream? <laughs> you know? Or like, what should I say? Like, I just, Clayton. But when he says that, like, what I learned about myself is that I can make hard decisions. You can't. No. Uh, so we get to the rose ceremony. Clayton spends time with Sarah first. She talks about how real her feelings for him are. Then they make out for a little bit. Then he gets in a steamy makeout in front of the fireplace with Rachel. She? Sure. Did. She's won this season. I mean, I mean that fireplace, that fireplace makeout was like two or three cutbacks. You know, it, yeah. so it felt like they were making out for like eternity. In reality, it was probably like thirty seconds to a minute, maybe two. But like, it felt like they're still going at. Look. Now they're in front of the fireplace. Are they at second base? Are they at third base? Okay, okay. I don't know. It's no longer. It's no longer um, network television. It, like I said, like I said a second ago, Rachel's won this season, and honestly, watching them, watching Rachel, I kind of get it. She does this like whispery thing. I I think you. it's an attempt to make it seem like it's just them. But Rachel, we're all watching. I know, but I think it's. I, I think they both know that. And I think that's her like, hey, let's try to make this moment not about the cameras and about us. And hoping that they don't hear. Obviously, she knows they do. But I think she's trying to make it more intimate. 
I just think it's funny because whenever she's like whispering and then they have to put like the the subtitles up but she, she'll, she'll just be like my favorite is when she tells him you have no idea what I feel for you and I'm like girl he could take that two two ways though <laughs> like if you keep telling him you have no idea what I feel and I know how she means it like you have no idea how much like I like you so much I'm falling for you this is crazy intense but when she's like you have no idea what I feel I'm like Clayton could be like well, like the hell do you feel well, I thought we were on the same page right but so. he he makes that with Rachel for a while then we we see uh, Mara Mara makes him some poutine for some reason and then tries to sexually pour gravy on top of it uh, the, um, reaction, the poutine reaction. Also, also, I'm sick of the last three bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor, giving me poutine. Well, we need to stop having, if you want the poutine to stop, then you need to ha- stop having either time in Canada or Canadian front runners, because this is why this I, keeps happening. Honestly, because I'm like. At first, whenever, um, oh gosh, Serena did our it. favorite, Serena, Serena, when she gave Matt the poutine, I didn't know what poutine was, so I was like, "Oh, interesting. Okay, Canadian." Then, um, when Blake made it was Blake made poutine for Katie, right? Or they ate it during that truth or dare thing or whatever. Um, great. Now the poutine shows up again, and I'm like. Oh my gosh! But his poutine reaction. What did you think of it? <laughs> it doesn't like. It didn't make me want to eat poutine. He was like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> like I and I feel like that bite of poutine and his reaction to that was literally his feelings for Amara summed up right there. Like that was it. The way that he reacted to eating that, he could have cared less. He could have been like, it could be better. Like, that's his feeling towards her. Mm. Uh, as he's swallowing his first bite, Serene walks in. Uh, he takes this moment to get rid of her, Mara, and the poutine. Yep, he's like, take that with you. Take that with you when you go. There's a trash can over there. Right, Mara's upset and is now crying in the other room, being comforted by Marlene. Mar- uh, Mara says, I'm a grown woman. I know what I have to offer. I came here to find love. I came here for love, and I'm so tired of this. Well, so is everyone. Everyone's there for love. Like, you're not the only one who is, like, who hasn't gotten a one-on-one. You're not the only one who is here for love. You're not the only one in that house. Yeah. So after this, we just kind of head straight to the rose ceremony. We have roses for Sarah, Serene. Susie, Teddy, Eliza, and Mara. And then he already have we already have roses for Gabby, Rachel, and Genevieve. Sending home Hunter and Marlena. Des- des- definitely disappointing to see Marlena go. She says, I'll find my love when it's time. And by time, we mean Paris. on our TVs, August and September. I am here for that. I really do like Marlena. Yeah. She's so she's so cool. She's so funny. Like she's adorable. I really I think that she could possibly find love with a good dude in the franchise. I don't know who yet, who I can mentally set her up with, but I think she'd be 
She's a here, catch. Here, here, here. Look at me in my eyes. Look at me in my eyes. Professional athlete. Funny. Super charismatic. Who am I thinking of? Um, wait, in the franchise? In the franchise, I'll give you an extra hint. Similar skin tone. I have no idea. Andrew S. <gasps> okay. Girl. She deserves an Andrew S. She does. <gasps> Ooh. I like that. Okay. I like that. I think that would be really great. Because she's so fun. Yes. Oh, uh, she's like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to, fingers crossed, I'm gonna manifest that. We're going to put that out into the, the universe. <laughs> yes. We're going to pray for her. It'll Absolutely. be her and Andrew. So, so after the rose ceremony, he lets the remaining girls know that they're actually crossing the sea this time. And they're going to Havar, Croatia. When he made that reveal, like, and they were like, <gasps> Do you like Havar was Paris. Do you think they get ex- do you think they get like a bonus or something if they like have the correct reaction? I would hope so. Because like I tweeted this out last night and just like Houston, Toronto, Croatia. Like yeah. I know traveling is bad. But like can you travel better? Right. Because I mean okay. Croatia's pretty, like, but I'm it's still sure... Croatia. Croatia, it does look pretty. It does look cool. But it's not necessarily one of those places that you put at the top of your travel list, your bucket list, and you're like, like, where's a dream place for you to go? I really want to go to Croatia. But this does probably make it more likely for me because I think it's probably cheaper to go here than it is to go to the opposite side of the same coast in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. But then you still have to be in Croatia. Yeah. I just think it's so funny, though, seeing their reactions. I just want one woman in that crowd for him to be like, we're going to Havar, Croatia. And for one woman, at least, to be like, (laughs) you know, where everybody's, like, losing their minds. That would be me. I'd be like, I mean, okay. In my travel experience, some of the best places are places that were not on my bucket list. I didn't have them, like, you know, I didn't dream about them. Some of the best places are like that. Yeah. So I'm sure Croatia is great. But the way that he but said just, it, though. Like, one person be honest, they'd be like, hey, wasn't it interested? Got here a lot prettier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You don't have to lie to me when you do the do the interviews and say like we're here in Croatia and blah blah, blah. just like um oh my goodness to dance in the square um with Sam and Diane playing on the stage you know and you're like you didn't know Sam and Diane well yeah but just like someone be honest and be like look I don't know where this is not that interested and when you get there it it would if anything that would be the greater testament that to Havar Croatia. To have Susie not be interested, get there, and really think it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the bigger endorsement than to have them be fake excited for a city they've never heard of. Because I've never. Yeah. I love love geography and I love Europe, but I've never heard of this city. 
Yeah. The truth sells so much better. Mm -hmm. Like, just give me a relatable person. But all of this excitement for something that I've never heard of. And like I said, I've traveled. I have not ever heard of or thought about Havar, Croatia. Yeah. So. But we. Just, just, just don't lie to me. Yeah. Just be excited and show me something new. I don't think it's that crazy, but the girls are hanging out at an outdoor cafe area. Clayton walks up, picks up his, picks out his one-on-one date. Finally, we get the long-awaited TV time for Teddy. What were your thoughts when he said Teddy? Still going to hometown, not winning. Mm, yeah, my thought when he pulled Teddy, I was honestly like, homegirl might be going home. I didn't think she was going home. But I, I felt do- like this was a last-ditch effort. I, I thought and an obvious, it was, was, it was going to be the same thing. I thought it was going to be the same thing as what we saw happen to Abigail. And Abigail never got in a one-on-one with Matt, did she? No. But I think this was definitely something where he was like, okay, I've been focused on other people. Let me still see if their feelings were there. And I think they are still there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they they're are. definitely not strong as strong as they were. But I think the feelings are definitely still there. But he pulls Teddy aside. Mara gives a, a sour look and says it's super discouraging week after week for him to grab another girl. And some of these girls are more girlfriend material. I, I can't handle Mara. Like the... Or Mara? Mara? I don't know. I think it's Mara. The... Um, the she's the epitome of what happens when a woman gets insecure. Like, her insecurities are showing something fierce right now. And it really seems like the biggest insecurity we get on these Bachelor seasons is, like, the oldest or one of the oldest thinks it's ridiculous that he's interested in the 23 and 24-year-olds. Right. And it's like, first of all, diversity in age, you can be interested in anybody. Anybody. Does it make you any better that you're 32? She's 32, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, Gabby's thirty. Yeah. So, like, one okay. of his front front runners, front runners is two years younger than you. Right. You could have been in high school together. Like, this is not. It's not like he's forty. You're thirty nine, and he's interested in twenty three year old Sarah. Right. He's twenty eight. Like that's that's what's crazy to me. And so now she's hitting this this sort of like. I don't see him giving me a one-on-one. I don't see him giving me the time that I want. Therefore, I'm going to put some poison into the air, you know, and start trying to ruin people's chances there and say things because I'm insecure. Well, when she's putting poison into the air, it's the only time she's ever on screen. Yeah. So Teddy... Which, I mean, we talked about this last week whenever they were doing the roasting, uh-huh. and her just came off mean. Yeah, she's she's just mean and bitter. But we start Clayton and Teddy's date. They do the classic, let's explore the city that nobody's ever been to. Date, mm-hmm. uh, they have a good time. And then Teddy lets us know that she has something big to tell Clayton. At their I completely forgot what it was. That's how long it is that we haven't seen Teddy. So Teddy lets, yeah, I forgot what she was going to say too. But then Teddy reminds us and tells him 
that she's a virgin. And Clayton does not really handle that overly well. Um, Clayton, I was reading a tweet last night that said, Clayton saying, wow, I couldn't tell. Um, as if it was the greatest compliment you could give a woman to be like, I, I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> like, what? It's not like you can like look at someone walking down the street and be like, you know what? I bet she might be a virgin. <laughs> and then, and then Clayton, in, instead of like telling her it's okay, that it's important for you to pick the right person. He goes into the like so like so like if you like if we were in love in like three weeks, like would you sleep with me? Or would right. you like That's be prepared exactly to like what not? He was He's like, So you're not waiting till marriage. You're waiting till you're in love. Got it. Okay. Oh my gosh. This was, I, this was honestly, this may have been one of his worst looks so far. It really, really was like I, watching him, watching him like mentally digest it. But then the fact that he literally was like, I, I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> I couldn't tell. It's like, right. Okay. He said, I would have never known. <laughs> yeah. It was so the. Oh gosh, Clayton. But basically, yeah, Clayton's just basically doing a long-winded speech to ask, if you make it to Fantasy Suites, will you have sex with me? Yeah. Because yeah. the more I watch, the less surprising it is that he is sleeping with all of these women. Uh, right. It's, it's becoming the least surprising thing ever. Right, like, at first, when it was, like, revealed in the, in the, um previews beginning of season last season too you know you're like what he's trying to sleep on three okay what um yeah now it's like okay we got it now we have an understanding of who we're dealing with yeah now it makes so much more sense he's like okay yeah he's just he's just a sex machine he's just like i'm just ready to I'm ready to I'm ready to do it with all the women. I'll do it. Can we do fantasy sweets early? He would have done it with Teddy right then and there, and that first impression rose night. Yeah. He probably would be like, well, let's because yeah, like that was they were heat. Yeah. You know? Him and him and um And who's to say he did it with Rachel on the couch in front of the fire? Who's to say he did it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> him and Rachel. Him and Shanae, when he put her on that bar, he could have been like, you know what? We can do a little sound sound real quick before somebody comes in. Like, yeah. Now he's just like, oh. And then that's when he asked her all the questions. Like, how do you know you're in love if you've never been in love? That's stupid, Clayton. All of your questions are stupid. It was the only follow-up he's had. He's only had like two follow-ups all season. And they're always terrible. So we, huh. cut, we cut back to the hotel room for a second. Uh, there's a knock-knock at the door for the group date. Uh, we get the card. The group date is for Serene, Rachel, Susie, Gabby, Eliza, Genevieve, and Mara. At this point, I lost my freaking mind, Ernie. Like, I was in, like, straight-up, like, 
I was spiraling. I'm just like, we're already to double for double one-on-ones. Okay, yeah. That is that did that really did throw me for a loop. Because there's still three because, girls left who have not gotten a one-on-one. Right, right. And so that that really does say something for him to pick Sarah again. It's like, all right. Either he's doubling down or he wants to make sure of something. It was and just like in the moment, just like this is wild. Of course, uh, Mara thinks it's wild too, because Mara loses her mind just as much as you did. And then Mara once again, horrible person in her ITM says it's just hard to be hopeful in this moment. He's literally going for the youngest girl in the house, who I couldn't imagine is actually ready to get engaged. So just because she couldn't imagine her not being ready, then, of course, she goes into the group date with um, armed with some, some, some comments. Yeah. Just to, be, just to be clear in my thoughts on this, because I feel like this is a real thing. My wife was 22 when we got married. Mm-hmm. We had been together five years at that point. Four years dating, one year engaged before we got married. Mm-hmm. We've been together, it'll be five years in June. So this isn't like... It'll be five years already? I, right. Huh. I know, it's crazy. But like, this is not a crazy suggestion. There are. It's obviously more common in like the church and like mm-hmm. Christian communities for you to get married really young, but it's not crazy for 22-year-olds to get married and have, like, complete, fulfilling marriages. Right. Just because you you felt like you were getting ready for marriage at 29 doesn't mean Sarah's not ready today. Right. And I think that also there's the, like, I believe in, like, the whole, like, when you know, you know. So if you know at 22, you know at 23... You meet your person, okay. You don't have to hold off just because you're a certain age and society thinks you're not ready. So I think that's just a ridiculous thing to just put upon Sarah because, once again, she's feeling insecure. Because, like, she literally says, he's going for the youngest girl in the house. Like, to her, it was so nonsensical that he wasn't going for her because she was mature. And she's better, That therefore that makes her better than Sarah. In her eyes, she's better. Yeah. In her, in her eyes, well, I think it's partially, it's all insecurity, but it's partially thinking that she's better mentally and emotionally, and it's only because Sarah's hotter mm-hmm. that Sarah's the one being picked, not because he actually thinks he's ready but he he just likes her yeah or actually could see himself spending his life with her yeah look is is sarah the the one is sarah the one that i would pick no she's not my first choice but she is really attractive Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not a crazy thing but like she made it very clear in a little bit that she thinks she's ready yeah yeah so but i think that's a good that's another good thing to look at though is She's not only insecure about the fact that Sarah's young. She's insecure about the fact that Sarah's pretty and she's young. She's putting all these things together and she's kind of like, she's creating this story when really I feel like her and Sarah could be friends. 
if she let it. Well, I think it, part of it's that. I think it's part of she's combining what she can see in Sarah and what she felt like at 23 mm-hmm. and saying, okay, at this point, the way that she looks and the way that I think she thinks, that's why he's going after her, but she's not actually ready. Right. She has a lot of assumptions. And you know what they say about assumptions. That's right. Uh, the next day, the group date girls arrive and they're going to be battling. We introduced to Katrina. She's a Croatian knight. She says, for centuries, Croatian women have stood shoulder to shoulder with men fighting for virtues such as honor, dedication, bravery, and above all, purity of heart. She infor- she lets everyone know that they're going to have a p- series of quests to prove their worthiness as wives. This was very unexpected of a date. Yeah. But they, it was like, very weird. These group dates are just useless anyway. Uh, the competition starts with a... Uh, they start with some fighting. Susie lets us know that there's a savage within me. So so she's ready to go. Susie's hair looks so perfect. Because Susie's hair is never not perfect. <laughs> right. Susie always like comes into some place like a blowout or something. Yeah. But we start with a uh, a food a food a fear factor food type challenge. Uh, they have pig's liver, cow stomach, baked brains, and fish eyes. Mara says there was a lot of vomiting, a lot of dry heaving, and some gagging. The only competition in the food challenge was Serene. And 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 we we see Serene eating some fish eyeballs. She was grossed out, but it was like she was like in in the name of love. I'm gonna overcome this. And I'm going to eat these eyeballs. Yes. And then they, as they do with a lot of these dates, they must kneel and declare their love for Clayton. And then Mara says, I cook, I clean, and I'm good in bed. Come on, Clayton, use your head. When, okay, this is another thing with Mara. Because... I think that she she's functioning on a lot of old assumptions. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Like when she's hating on these girls' speeches and she's like, oh, these girls gotta step it up. They're so boring. Or like, oh, they're not even giving me some competition. I'm gonna I'm gonna need some competition if I'm gonna win. And then she gets up and she says she says something like this. She cooks, she cleans, she's good in bed. Like, that's so 1950s housewife. It was insane to me when she says it. Like, I was like, okay, thought you were going to do, you talked a bunch of big game. Like, I thought you were going to say something. As, as if Clayton, Clayton, like, has a mental checklist of only three things. Yeah. Like, it was such a weird patriarchal assumption, I feel like. Yeah. That it was like, you do know that you're here as a warrior, right? Like, you can be funny, you can be whatever. But it's a modern society now, Mara. <laughs> I don't know. That was just, that was another thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way with her. Yeah. She thinks that she's 
she's in a different league because of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, unfortunately, she once again loses, but this time she did not lose to who I assume was going to win, which was Rachel again, but Serene won. Yeah, Serene. I was surprised at Serene. Look at my like weird light back here, by the way. Like, yeah, that was weird. Me out. I don't know what's happening. Um, it does that sometimes. I think I have to have my maintenance guy look at it. Anyway, but um, I think that that was surprising when Serene got it. Serene was killing it though with those like weird things to eat though. Yeah. So it was it was like really great that she was rewarded for it. She was a true warrior. And he obviously still likes her. So, oh yeah. So it's not it's not a crazy it's not a crazy thing that she won because he's still very into her. Yeah. Oh for sure. So yeah. I I think it, when he, I think for these things it's like a combination of someone I like and someone who actually did well. Yeah. And when all else fails, just pick my favorite. And so he was like, Serene did really great. And I like her. So if we have yeah. to, so if we have to spend more time together, I don't have to spend more time with Mara, with Mara. Right. Right. So she was killing me though, how she's all beside herself about that now. My goodness. So we head to the uh, we head to the evening portion. Clayton kicks things off with Rachel. So he's starting to look forward to, uh, he's starting to look ahead towards hometowns. We got nine women left, so we got five women we got to let go of before hometowns. Mm -hmm. But he asked Rachel if she feels ready to introduce her to him to her family. She says, such a weird way of asking her. Do you feel like he like, it was like a weird, like panicky ask. I, I think, I think he's nervous around Rachel. Yeah. Because the way that he asked, I was like, what are you being, why are you being so weird? It's almost like, I think what I've really started to learn more consistently about these seasons that I've been, as I keep watching basically the same season over and over again, (laughs) it's the person the lead feels the most nervous around usually wins or makes it very far. Yeah, yeah. And she does, you can tell she gives him butterflies. And I think the butterflies... As long as the butterflies are there with Rachel and she doesn't do something crazy, she's probably gonna win. Cause like he yeah. was like he was like nervous, like, I really want you to say like you're ready. Like he was like begging her in his mind, please tell me you're ready. Yeah, like that's how it came off to me. It's like semi begging. And I was like, Bro, why are you freaked out? What do you like what's wrong? And he's like, yeah, I need this to know just... what you know. I just wanna know if you you know, that you could like see me introducing you know, being introduced to your family like yeah it was just i don't know but he's, it was he's a weird baby kind of thing but he's clearly he's so clearly incredibly into her oh, which gosh, like i said yeah. i get it like she she seems really great she's very she's very beautiful she seems great they I have get really it. great chemistry yeah the chemistry is off the charts for both of them she says, I truly think you don't understand how I feel. I'm falling so hard for you. I would love to bring you home to my family. So that was all the, uh, so then they make out again. Uh, then, unfortunately, Clayton is, uh, he is legally obligated to spend time with Mara. And then yeah. she decides to spend this time talking about people not being in the mindset to be a wife. 
and she like kind of like keeps hinting enough until he figures out that she's talking about Sarah. It was the weirdest thing because she was like she was like yelling at him. Yeah. And he's obviously super uncomfortable. She said, "What are we doing?" She said, "She he believes that the younger she believes that the young women are quote in the mindset to be not in the mindset to be a wife." She says. You've been adamant about saying that you're looking for a wife and looking for children in the long term, but the roses that are given out, the one-on-ones that are given out, don't reflect that. And to see that somebody's getting a second one-on-one where I have yet to get my one, and he says that you are directing your attention to the wrong women. Like, her, um, yeah, just her laying it out there, but aggressively laying it out there, and then saying things like that is just, I'm like, girl, chill. Also, read a room. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be with you. Right. Read a room, Mara. He says, okay, what is it specifically about these women? Like, you know that they're not here for a marriage? And then uh, she, she says some of the women have said... As much out loud things like I couldn't even I couldn't even picture myself being engaged in two months. Then she says, and then Clayton is like, "Uh, Sarah's young. Do you mean her?" And Mara says, "She's definitely one of the people that I would think is maybe not fully ready." I love the fact that she's like she's definitely one of the people, and then it was like, "AKA, she is the people. She is the person." <laughs> right. And so Clayton is just like, "Got it." Okay. Like he can't re- read between he can't read between too many lines. But he read between that one. Well, it's because the lines that she was speaking if you wrote them on a piece of paper were in like a, a fashion that spelled out Sarah. Right. And at the end of the conversation, if you needed any more proof that he's not into her, he doesn't even give her a kiss. It's just a hug. Nope. There is no spark between those two. And says he'll be he'll do his due diligence as he continues on and then proceeds to give Rachel the rose. Because why not? Right. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Mara's heated. So let's stop here, do news and notes. News and notes, news and notes. All right, you want to do your your stories first while I pull up mine again? Um, yes. Okay, so Jordan and JoJo, our beloved um, ex-Bachelorette um, from, you know, she's from Ben Higgins' season, then she had her own season. Um, she and her fiancé are hosting a new show called The Big D. <laughs> Love a play on words. Um, but it is all about a six divorce six divorce couples basically um i just know that there's a guy i watched the trailer earlier a guy is like if i could have a chance to have like a one date with somebody i'd pick my ex-wife what yeah it's crazy my question though and i said this to you earlier why jordan and jojo are supposed to be getting married in may okay they've been together for like forever i think they've been together for like five six years now themselves why host a reality show about people that were divorced if you're on your way to getting married? 
I just don't see what the the marketing is there, the marketing matchup. I also don't see why that would be a good idea. If I was getting married in like two months and somebody was like, do you want to give a speech about um, divorces? I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, <thank laughs> absolutely you. not. I got to put a, a kind of put a dent in this year. You know, yeah. no, I don't want those bad vibes around me. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, But yeah, so Jordan and JoJo, that show is going to be on TBS in the summer. Um, And then my next news and note, or do you want to go? Uh, I'll do one and then you can go next. Uh, So one of my, I have two. The first one is uh, Hannah Ann from Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor. It's confirmed that she is dating Los Angeles Ram Jake Funk. Uh, I know collectively all of you out there probably ask the same question that we ask ourselves. Who? And that includes me, super football fan. Uh-huh. Like, um, not only avid football fan, but two-time fantasy football champion. Like, I don't know who this dude is. Oh, oh you're bringing out the big guns. Okay. You're I like, have my title. To, to, say I, to say I haven't won fantasy football titles would be a lie because I've won more than one. So like I'm kind of a big like, deal. Let's discuss my titles in this universe. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, I get it. The thing about Jake is A, I was snooping around in the comments section and I saw somebody was like, is he even on the active roster? The giveaway to me was Baby Boy was out on the field with Hannah Ann, but his t-shirt was like basically still like fresh out of the package. Barely, it was like still creased. He wasn't like not a drop of sweat on him. Didn't play that game clearly, but was out partying in the middle of the field with all that confetti. Like he had just done a good job, which I mean, he did for support. Yeah. Yay. Good for Hannah Ann and dating a supportive guy. So yes, uh, some more information. Jake Funk is the fourth string running back on the Los Angeles Rams. The fourth string running back never sees the field. The fourth string running back may not be active. He may be a a healthy scratch is what they call it, where a player is able to play and they're just choosing not to have him play. He is the equivalent of, um, you know, how when the pandemic was really ramped up, and um, there were players that couldn't play. So you got your first, your second string, your third string, and then you got Jake Funk. I feel like he's the guy that you call when you're like, everybody's at home with sick with COVID, but we got a game. Yeah. And he's like, it's my time to shine. That's when we see Jake. Well, this year he has three carries for four yards. Because everybody got vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> Very could be very could, could be very accurate. All right, what's your what's your next one? Oh, so my next one is the fact that Clayton. Okay, what do they call him, Clayton? Clayton may or may not have signaled to the audience that the producers made him keep Shanae around. So one of the Instagrammers they commented on something uh, that he had posted, and they said, "Wear a blue shirt." If you, if the producers made you keep Shanae, like wear a blue shirt in your next post. So he, or wear blue is what they said. They didn't specify. So he wore blue shorts, the same 
the same person commented and said, your shorts are blue. Is that saying what I think you're saying? Your shorts are blue. And he said, well, that is a correct observation. So he can't come right out and be like, yeah, the producers totally made me keep her and it's ridiculous. But he sure did wear those blue shorts and he sure did comment back to that, that, um, that social media user. And I think that it also confirms the fact that I said last week, Clayton is much funnier on social media than he is on our TV screens. Because I've been reading some of his stuff and they're hilarious. But he's on screen, he's a lost puppy. He has no idea what's going on. Um, but yeah, so I think that the producers definitely made him keep Shanae. And I think he low-key just told the world. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and then our final story is because Shanae was eliminated this week, uh, it gave E! News the opportunity to rank the 25 best villains in Bachelor Nation history. Uh, it was clearly just an excuse because she came in at a measly 24. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, a quick, a couple <laughs> quick, as we, get the to, as we get to the top 10, let's get a few honorable mentions. At number 18, we have Jamie from Michelle's season of The Bachelor. For the, of the Bachelorette. Oh, <laughs> Jamie. Um, that dude. At number 16, we have Jake Pavelka. He was the uh, villain of his own season. Season 14 <laughs> of The Bachelor. And then right below him, right below her, he has we have the girl he picked, Vienna Garardi. Also from his season. That name sounds really familiar. Uh, Didn't watch didn't watch the season though. And then we get to number ten. Number ten, Hannah Brown's former fiance, Jed Wyatt. Oof, yeah. yeah. Fair. Fair. Number nine, we have Corinne from Nick Vile's season of The Bachelor. Oh, for sure. I would have put her at a five, but go on. Uh number eight, we have Justin Rago from Ali Fedotowski season of The Bachelorette. We have at number seven, we have Joe Bailey from season 11. No I, idea who that is. I don't know who that is either. And they don't even say who the lead is. So we're just going to keep going. Number six, we have Wes. Wes Hayden from The Bachelorette season five. No idea who that no is clue. either. Number five, we have Courtney Robertson. Didn't she win? She's the one who's not here to make friends. Yeah, she's... I think she... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's one of the reasons that that phrase is so popular. Well, she also wrote a book called I Didn't Come yeah. Here to Make Friends, Confessions of a Reality Show vet, a Villain. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what I picture. Yeah. Number four, poor Hannah, because we have the, also number four, Luke Parker from Hannah Brown's season Ooh. of The Bachelor. Oh, uh, Luke P. Number three, we have... Juan Pablo from his own season of The Bachelor. <laughs> Number two, I hope this man's child does not see his list. This list, because it's Yosef. Okay, Yosef. The amount of every time I, I okay, I send them to you because I know that you'll appreciate them as much as I do. I love a good Yosef gif. I love a good Yosef reference every time something crazy happens on an episode, and they're like. How are they going to have them do this when Yo knowing that Yosef is a kid at home? It gets me literally every time. 
every time I read that meme. <laughs> oh my god! And do you have any guesses about our number one villain? This was re- this was like really early on, so you may not know this name. Oh, I was gonna say Nick Vile. Nick Vile is not on this list. <laughs> Nick, Vi- okay. Nick Vile is and forever will be a victim of the system. Okay, well he sure did. Uh, he sure did play that villain before, but villains get a bill. Number one is Ashley was Bentley Williams from Ashley Herbert's season of The Bachelorette. He no once, idea. He once said he'd rather. He once said he'd rather swim and pee than marry her, and called her an ugly duckling. Okay, wait. <laughs> Is this the one she was married to the guy that they're now getting divorced? Yes. Okay, that's <laughs> wow. Wow, that's intense. I did not see that coming. That is a villainous statement. <laughs> Said he'd rather swim in tea than marry right her there. and called her an quote-unquote ugly duckling. Woo. So that Man. is that is the top ten villains in Bachelor Nation history according to E! News. Wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right. That does it for News and Notes. Yes, that does it for news and notes. I believe that's all we had. Uh, all right. So we cut back to the show. We have Clayton. He gets a note. Says, meet me at the clock tower. What did you think? Who did you think it was? Legitimately, it could have been anyone. Definitely, I thought it was Mara. <laughs> I was like, Mara's like, catch me outside. <laughs> there wouldn't have been, like my first choice mm-hmm. like a, there was a couple people from the season from currently still on the show that I thought it could have been I caught it, thought it could have been Cassidy or Sally oh see Who I knows? didn't even think about I didn't even think about Sally my first thought was wow so that person who writes the date cards really does write all of them yeah <laughs> yeah you can't even have the contestant write their own card I just, I don't know. I think I just thought it was so funny. Like, I was like, this just goes to show you that Clayton write his own Meet Me at the Clock Tower card. <laughs> if they're ever trying to trick somebody, they totally let us behind the curtain with this one. My question is, yeah. maybe it's a union thing. Maybe. Maybe you can only have certain people write the cards. Maybe it has to yeah. be a union job. Yeah. So maybe. But, uh... Yeah, so Clayton is like, oh, God, I'm going to meet somebody at the clock tower. He, he's obviously like, oh, I thought I was in for the night, or I thought I was getting ready for bed. Now I got to go out to the clock tower, probably meet up with Mara. <laughs> he is not disappointed for long when he no, shows up he confused. And, he shows up confused and sees that it's Susie. Susie lets he us know. Thrilled. He is thrilled to see Susie. Sarah, Susie says Sarah's about to go on her second one-on-one, and now I'm feeling insecure about losing him. I have to do something at least just to tell him how I feel. Well, she. Does... I mean, good move on her part. No, it was good definitely move. it was definitely the right move. And it wasn't. I love how it's totally. It is totally indicative of how much control the producers have over the narrative of this. Because this could have quickly evolved into something where 
now she's got to go home and now she's got to tell them where she was, you know, and how dare she make extra steps to cut in front of, you know, people or the other women. But Susie's a sweetheart, you know, and she made a move and it's positively received across the board and never talked about when she gets home. Yeah, fair. Completely fair. (laughs) Yeah. So if we hated her, if the producers hated her, it would have been like, hey, guys, get up out of bed. Do you know where Susie is? Why don't you ask her when she gets home? Why don't you just ask her? (laughs) Ask her where she's been. (laughs) Go back to sleep now. But when Susie comes in, ask her where she's been. (laughs) Do you know where Susie is? That was all I that was the only question I had. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, they, they say no because she's probably in the room just like oh okay I'll see, sure. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow good night <laughs> just wanted to know where Susie was so they have yeah. some they have some time chatting Susie confesses Susie lets Clayton know that she's having a hard time with him making connections with other women and she's been putting up walls but Susie says she's done she's, she's done doing all that and says I do feel as though I'm falling in love with you so we have two falling for you's in one, in one week, in week six, which is early for two. Yeah. Wait, who was the other one? Was it Rachel? Rachel. Yeah. And he's super, he's super hyped. I thought maybe this was going to come his, his first, I love you where I'm falling in love with you, but he held back. He held back. So I'm waiting for that drama to I, unfold. I think it's going to be but... next week. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I think he's gonna tell he's gonna tell someone he's falling for them next week. Who do you think it'll be? It's probably Rachel. I think it could be Rachel. I also think, in a surprise for myself, I think it could be Serene. Even though I can't see him and Serene together, because that chemistry is not as on fire as it is with Rachel, but I definitely think that. He is real into Serene. I think that he could tell her, and she'll probably be like, "Thanks." <laughs> it, I thought he might if if we hadn't had this Mara incident, I would have thought he would have said it to Sarah. True, but they were obviously otherwise focused, and maybe we'll get to. Okay, I was going to share something, but I'll wait till we get to that portion. Uh, he says this may be the happiest I've been since I've been on this journey. She, tonight, she told me everything I need to hear, which makes me think that Susie and Rachel are closer than we think she, they are. Okay, yeah. I definitely, like, Susie, I feel like we never see Susie. But, yeah. The, judging by how excited he was when she showed up at the clock tower and judging how he is super hyped that she said she's falling in love with him. Yeah, she's a lot closer than what we thought. Yeah, I don't know. And then, so we get to the next day, to the one-on-one. Uh, either the daytime didn't happen, or they just bothered, or they just didn't bother to show it to any of us. I was really confused as to what time of day when this was. <laughs> this they, part of the night got me thrown off. If they did a day portion, it wasn't worth showing. Yeah, but we, it's one of the outtakes. They'll show it to us later on. Like, Will Smith was probably on, and they totally cut it out, and we'll see it and be like, wait, why didn't they show an episode with Will Smith? Will Smith's like, don't go to Croatia. 
I mean, who knows? I, I do. Will Smith's not going, going to the Croatia for The Bachelor. <laughs> so we, we, we see Clayton hanging out before Sarah arrives at their designated dinner spot. And I don't know if he asks to speak with Jesse or the producer is like, hey, Jesse, you guys falling apart out there. So maybe you should go talk him off a ledge before he gets rid of someone he likes. Yeah, maybe you should do a little something, something, Jesse. And Jesse's like, oh, God. I imagine like Jesse's like back there eating at the craft services table or something. And they're like, hey, Jesse, Clinton's in tears outside and then he's like eating like a chicken wing and he's like oh you okay hang on i'm coming God, tell him to hang on then he gets outside and he's like hey buddy what's up man uh clayton emotionally dumps everything on the jesse letting her letting him know what mara said about sarah about sarah maybe possibly not being ready which he's only he's not getting this from any of their his actions with interactions with sarah nope so then, uh, he's literally Jesse, just freaked out that like one person said Sarah's not ready, and he's like, "Is it true? Could it be? Sarah's yeah. not ready." But uh, Jesse says, "You're scared. I was scared during my journey around this time. Trust in yourself and trust in your heart that you're going to make the right decision." When Jesse brings up his journey, I'm like, "Nobody remembers your journey." Which, is why, which is why he has to tell him that he was nervous because nobody was. Nobody yeah. who was watching the franchise during his season is still watching. Nobody remembers that. <laughs> Some of their fans aren't even alive yet. Ooh. I didn't like that. You take that back. I, it, it's bound to be true. I didn't like that. Mm-mm. It's bound to be true. Like, I'm sorry. But You're I'm right. Gonna... I know. I know. So... I'm still reeling from the Super Bowl halftime show being like, all 50 year olds for but it was like for millennials we were all in high school it was really exciting elder millennials geriatric it was for geriatric millennials and older okay that's sad (laughs) i didn't realize it until i read something and then i was like oh my gosh i'm the old one now like i thought it was cool but it didn't like bring the sentimental value for me 100% 100% brought the sentiment to me. I, I was like, let's go you... Wildcats. Let's do a bonfire. Let's go to homecoming. Let's go to prom. Let's do this. <laughs> That's because you are a geriatric millennial and it's okay. I'm not a geriatric millennial. I'm not. I'm okay. not. That is a person who is like 39. I'm not geriatric yet. Okay, That's fine. I'm sorry. God. Good Lord. Still a millennial though. Still proud. But not geriatric. Okay. 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 Uh, we're just going to jump right into the date because this got uncomfortable for a minute. <laughs> he says, it was brought to my attention last night by someone that people are here may not be ready for what it is that I'm looking for. And that it's, poss- it's not possible for them to be engaged by the end of this journey. And you were the person they were speaking of. Do you see it as a real possibility that you could be engaged by the end of this? He just, there's no, there's no tact. No. He literally just is like, I'm just going to word vomit all the question into one run-on sentence, and then your rebuttal, please, miss. And then when they're like, who, where'd you get this? He's like, I got to go, I got to go think. I got to step away for a second. 
we see her get super flustered, then get very emotional. She says, I really yeah. can see a future with you. I want you to just like know in your gut that I'm nothing but honest with you. I've shown you like sides of size of me that I don't normally show to people. And it's really is because you really are special to me. Yeah, she she could not hold it together. She was like, hang on, what? Waterworks. <laughs> um, so like Genevieve, at least, like, she didn't cry. She was just like, hey, whoa, didn't see that coming. Sarah breaks down within 10 seconds. Um, Clayton apologizes to her, then says, I have to step away for a moment. And at this point, thinking, I think that she thinks she's going home. Oh, yeah. So then she... If I were her, I would have thought that I was going home. So she walks away and continues to break down. And is asking the producers around the corner who said that about her. And as as she cries into the arms of the producer. um, I don't know, girl. I don't know. Who's old? The, the recap we're using says, oh, I don't know, honey. Maybe the woman you called a gap-teeth tuger last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. <sighs> I just can't handle this then, drama. Then she, she tells us she assumes it's someone who's questioning their relationship with Clayton and says it's a bitch-ass move. Why would you do that to me? I love that line. That's a bitch-ass move. <laughs> Because she says it again, too, after her tears and everything. She's like, bitch-ass move, the karma's coming. <laughs> so she, her and Clayton eventually make their way back to the table. Uh, she's still highly emotional, really upset. He gives her the rose, and then he holds her as she cries. Clayton, he's got to be so uncomfortable. You just get a girl break down in full on tears, and you're like, "Well, just kidding though." Here's the rose, though. Thanks for crying, because now you made me feel like you are ready to marry me. Yeah, because you cried so hard. She said, "I just can't help but feel like it's interesting timing for someone to bring this up. Like right after I'm getting a second date, it's scared. I'm scared of losing you and losing this." And then Clayton says, "It's a strong connection. I can tell you." Tell that you're pouring everything you have into this. And then he admits that, yeah, I knew this would put a target on your back when I gave you this day card. I just... Wait. I don't understand him. Like, maybe don't say that out loud. Maybe just be or, like, hey, and if, and if, I have to go your date because I liked you. If this is your thought process and you do think she's going to win... Don't give her the date. Right. Like, he has no idea what he's doing at all. No idea at all. If you're that concerned, give the crazy person a date, let her vent, send her home. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if that's your biggest concern, then don't, this do, two, this, don't do what you did. A two-on-one between Sarah and Mara would have been more interesting than a forced two-on-one between Shanae and Genevieve. <laughs> True. But also, we, I don't think we would I think this would have been a fiery two-on-one. But I don't think we would have gotten it until Shanae left. Because all, yeah. all of the 
excess time that wasn't Rachel or Susie's was being given to Shanae. Yeah, you're right. Like, she was sucking up all the extra air. And then we see Sarah uh, head back to the head back to the hotel. She is not only upset, but also very angry mm-hmm. because she knows now she's crying. Now she's crying through angry tears. Yeah, because she knows that someone's out to get her. She just doesn't know who, because Clayton was strong enough to give the accusations, but wimpy enough to not share who said them. Gosh. So then now she's just going to take her frustrations out on the entire house until she figures out who said it. And then we cut back to, obviously this wasn't the only thing she said, but we cut back to Mara saying all the things that leads mm-hmm. everyone to believe that if there's an issue between Sarah and Clayton, then it's her fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I am excited to see where this one goes. Who will win that showdown? I already know. It's Sarah. <laughs> we 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 are we are obviously knowing who wins because it's not even close. But those previews though, did you do do a good job of throwing you a little off though? Because they're like she because Mara saying something like she's talked herself into a corner. She doesn't know how to you know she's told so many lies. She doesn't know how to to back out of them. So I'm part of me kind of is like. But what if Sarah is a little shady? Okay, but here's my thought on this, because I watched the entire preview. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're intentionally vague. This yeah. time, they're giving us so much information that it obviously can't be accurate. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to watch out for the fact that they're saying one thing, but their lips aren't moving, so they're taking something from another scene. And they're applying it to the scene that you're seeing. So you think that they're saying, I love you to this girl, when really he's talking to another girl. It's crazy when they do it. He's obviously saying so much. Like, they're Mm -hmm. obviously giving us too much for it to be accurate. Mm -hmm. So I don't think Sarah's going to be a villain. We'll see. But, But if she does become a villain, then once again, it's Mara's fault for stirring villainous thoughts into a person who was so far sweet and quiet. Mm-hmm. Apparently she's walking around this this house like she's got it in the bag and that makes Mara real, real upset. Well, she thinks she Young should. confidence is her kryptonite. She should think she's got it in the bag because she's got a second one-on-one date before anyone else. Yeah. It's very obvious why she would think she has it in the bag. Right. I don't know, but it looks like that's it. That's it for the week. That's it for the week. Uh, we have an announcement, and then some, and then we're gonna plug the socials before we get out of here. The announcement is so. If you were watching us, listening two years ago, first of all, thank you. And I don't <laughs> know why you stuck around because we were not good at this at the beginning. But we do have two more pairs of tickets to give away for Bachelor Live on stage here at the fabulous yeah, Fox baby. Theater in St. Louis. One person can no longer make it. One person straight you up told me one yeah, one person told Ernie she couldn't make it. The other person told me straight up she doesn't want to go anymore. Could very well go. It's been it's been two years. A lot of life has changed. This per this person I know very well her schedule. 
and what she does with her life very easily could have made it just does not care she's like nah. she's like could no couldn't care less not gonna go so we have two more tickets to give away so we're gonna do the same giveaway we did last time make sure you're following us on instagram and on twitter uh and then tag somebody that you would like to take and then on our 100th episode in two weeks we will pick a winner and send those names out to the fabulous fox theater for you to pick up your tickets thank you to not only bachelor live on stage but also to our friends at the fabulous fox for hooking us up with these tickets that'll be on our 100th episode so it'll be a good celebratory thing we're you know 100 episodes in you two people not 100 people will get this so it'll feel like you won 100 dollars. i mean basically the ticket is pretty much worth that yeah. but you get it for free so celebrate our 100 episodes by entering that drawing and we'll get that out to you it's gonna be a good time yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So that is, make sure you're following us on both our social, both our Twitter at Right Reasons Pod, and our Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons, and then make sure you tag whoever you want to take when entering that contest. So that is, and then if you want to tag Bachelor Live on stage or Fabulous Fox Theater, that wouldn't be bad either. Mm. So make sure that you show your appreciation to both great. of those. For I'm excited to spin that wheel again. Yes, well, we'll be excited to spin that wheel live on the pod. Uh, once again, the Twitter is right reason, at Right Reasons Pod. The Instagram is Podcasting for the Right Reasons. And then also support us on our Patreon. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. Four bucks a month allows us to continue to provide excellent content week in and week out. And then uh, when we finally get some dates nailed down for the end of the season, we have some exciting things for the off season between our bachelor and bachelorette. So we're going to talk to some fun guests. Uh, we have, we have some people who are interested in sitting down with us for some, some conversation. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We cannot wait. It'll for be that. great to discuss the franchise with people. So yes. Uh, anything else? Oh, do you have power rankings? Oh, mm. I don't remember what I said last week. I think I put Shanae in there. <laughs> you did. You put Shanae at three. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say Susie. Definitely Susie and Rachel. Maybe a little Serene. So I would say Susie, Rachel first. Then, depending on which one, Susie or Serene. I don't know yet. Oh, but it? I think that those... Those two are tied right now. I don't think there's a Teddy. I think the Teddy is either going, I think she's in fourth, or, yeah, I think I would say she's fourth at best. So then you have Rachel and then Susie, and you have Rachel at one, Susie and Serene tied at two, and then Teddy at four. Yes. Oh, wait, Gabby. Can we throw a little Gabby in there, too? She'll be the wild card. So is wild card or is she at five? Mm. She is at. Okay. Teddy's a wild card. So Gabby at four, Teddy at wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to figure out where to place Gabby in there. 
yeah, Gabby's hard to put a finger on, like, yeah. where they're at. Uh, for me, yeah. we have Rachel, obviously, at one, Susie at two, Sarah at three, Teddy at four, and then Serene at five. You know, yeah, I don't know where I would put Rachel, or not Rachel, um, Sarah. I just don't know. Because I think that there's definitely, like, even though he says that this was a good thing for them, I think that that, this kind of put a chink in her armor. I agree, I think it did, but I think he is so into her. Yes. That I think the chink in the armor will be overlooked. We'll see. We'll see. Yes. Okay. Uh, until next week. That is all. It is good to it is good to talk to everybody again. Again, you can make sure you follow both our Instagram and our Twitter to make sure you are eligible for that giveaway. Ernie. Yeah. I'll talk to you okay, later. Great. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.